For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. What up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Up, Thunder fans, this is Stephen Dolan back on the mic. I've done my mic checks. I've done my baby checks. Hopefully the new baby allows me to do this podcast uninterrupted, but we shall see. Fortunately, you fine people will never find out whether or not that's true due to the magic of editing. While we're on the subject of the new baby, I want to give a shout out to the fellow members of the unit who have done a great job holding this down. While I've been uh, unavailable for the most part, particular shout out to Matt Tierney. He's been doing a really good job picking up, in particular, my slack over the last few weeks. So good job, Matt. Good job, unit. But I am back, and I'm back to tell you about this Thunder loss. I don't know. I guess it's a loss. You may or may not know my opinion about these close losses to good teams, but I kind of feel like they're wins this season. But... This one does have a little asterisk next to it when I decide to call this one a win. So without further ado, let's hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. Alright, so we had no Kawhi Leonard in this game. Also, no Hamadou Diallo for the OKC Thunder. Uh, The app I usually check stats on is the Yahoo Sports app, and it also said there was no Patrick Beverly and no Danilo Gallinari, which it was wrong about. It also had Diallo in the game, so imagine my surprise when uh, Abdul Nader checked into the game before Diallo. I was about ready to riot and yell at my computer screen. Luckily, Philly didn't do that. We don't have to complain about it. Uh, So to start the game off in the first quarter, I thought it was a pretty cool moment that Paul George got the first bucket for the Clippers and then Shea got a dunk for the Thunder immediately after. The poet in me just thought that was a really cool moment. Well, first of all, the poet in me is a really bad poet, um, but he thought it was really cool. He was like, well, that's kind of like the past of the Thunder and the future of the Thunder and this matchup between... They're two former teams getting the first blows in. So I just thought that was a neat moment. The Thunder managed to get up 15-14, to 14, which, uh, honestly, I didn't expect. The Clippers are really good. And then that's when Lou Williams and Trez Harrell came in. Those guys are really, really good. I mean, God, I heard it on the Thunder broadcast. Hey, 
uh, gleaned some knowledge from the Thunder broadcast. They said that Trez and Lou comprised the highest scoring duo off the bench in NBA history last season. And if tonight was any indication, they're only going to be better this year. So that uh, that put the Thunder down 23-17. to 17. Real fast. It happened in about three minutes. Bringing us to the second quarter. It was kind of a mid-range fest from Schroeder and Chris Paul. They just kind of took turns shooting from uh, around the free throw line, around the elbows extended. Chris Paul much more effectively than Dennis Schroeder, I have to say. There was a funny moment where the Clippers fans were booing Chris Paul for his rip-through move, or I should say for Katie's rip-through move that Chris Paul has perfected, which is really interesting to me because they were not booing that when he was doing it to other teams. I just <laughs> I don't like when fans flip around on players just because they're on different teams. Paul George actually sat out the last four to five minutes of the first half, which was weird. I know he's kind of on a minutes restriction coming back from those shoulder surgeries, but to see somebody sit out the end of a half is just unusual. So I'm not sure what Doc's up to with with that because the Thunder kind of went on a little run to end that second quarter, mostly Chris Paul. He hit a very pretty three where he kind of walked into it and faked that crossover and knocked knocked it in over Lou Williams and talked a little trash after. And that put the Thunder up 47 to 42. It was a 30 to 19 second quarter, which was by far the high point of the game for the Thunder. Up next, the usually dreaded third quarter. The Thunder have had very pub- publicized issues in the third quarter. A lot of struggles, just usually getting blown out. But they actually held their own in the third. They, it was still close at the end, and I only have a few notes. It's it's that Patrick Beverly is so annoying. I mean, my goodness. He, he was guarding Chris Paul, and he has kind of that Tony Allen thing going on. And by that, I mean that, I mean, we all remember those playoff series where Tony Allen was guarding Kevin Durant, and it just seemed like he was allowed to get away with murder for the entire series to get away with a lot more than other players would get away with without getting a foul called on them because uh, he just has that respect from the referees. And I think Patrick Beverly gets a lot of that same stuff. Maybe even a little bit of that Seattle Seahawks, hey, if I foul him every play, you're not going to call a foul on me four possessions in a row, right? So I'll just keep on doing it until you stop calling fouls. Ugh, it's, it's really annoying. You know... But while I'm talking about respect from the referees, that's that's something that is going to come for Shea Gilders-Alexander. He, I'll talk a little bit more about him later. But he only got to the free throw line two times tonight. And that's just something that's going to come with his experience and also with respect from the refs, like guys like Tony Allen and Patrick Beverly get, where the refs just kind of assume that they're doing the right things. So looking forward to that. Oh, one other note from the third. Patrick Patterson made a three-pointer. Moving on to the fourth. It was a really close fourth quarter. It was nip and tuck the whole way. Just really impressive by the guys to be able to hold hold this team at bay for that long. Um, granted, no Kawhi, but still. There was one point where they started to pull away a little bit, and then Terrence Ferguson 
got an offensive rebound and then ran off a Steven Adams dribble handoff for a nice little two-pointer. I uh, call it maybe a high school three-pointer, about that range. He then hit a step-back three a couple possessions later when the lead had gotten down to six, and it was feeling a little sketchy. Now, now those five points were all his points, but I still feel like that was an important moment in the game for him to kind of assert himself, and hopefully he can carry some confidence forward into the next game from that after having such a great game in the previous one. Paul George took another weird break in the fourth, but he did finish the game, and boy, did he ever. While he was taking that break, though, Montrezl Harrell did some work again. Uh, Steven Adams was in the game, but there was a lot of weird switching going on, and only a few of these buckets came against Adams, but still, it was kind of discouraging to see Montrezl Harrell dominate the game with Steven Adams in the game, technically guarding him. Coming down to the wire here, uh, Danilo Gallinari hit a clutch three off a Chris Paul pass to tie the game at 86, and then Chris Paul stripped Paul George in the corner. Kind of reminded me of those games where Chris Paul would be guarding KD. I I guess it was just one game in particular where Chris Paul guarded KD and just kept stealing the ball from him. It, It reminded me a lot of that. And then dribbling down the court, Paul George fouled Chris Paul. It was a kind of a questionable call. The scary part, though, was that Chris Paul banged his knee on the court and looked to be in a lot of pain. And, you know, it, that's a that's a scary proposition to have a guy do to make $160 million over the next four years and holding his knee really made me hold my breath. So following that foul, Chris Paul made both free throws to put the Thunder up by two. This is with 31, 32 seconds left. The Clippers called a timeout, and Doc River drew up this nice little play. They got Paul George coming off of a curl, just like he used to with the Thunder, with Trez Harrell setting a screen. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I think this three-pointer is on Steven Adams for not hedging harder on that screen from Trez. Now, I know we were only up two, so he had to kind of guard against the back door pass, but... I don't know. It just, it just seemed like he should have stepped up harder and really contested that Paul George three because he kind of got there, but it was a really good look for PG, who wasn't having a great night. And, he, of course, he knocked it down because he's a really good shooter. Following that, uh, the very next Thunder possession, SGA got an open three, and he took it with confidence. Now, it came up a little short, but it was just really good to see him getting the opportunity to take a three-pointer to try to win a game in in the arena of the team he used to play for and stepping right into it with confidence. I thought that was really encouraging. Now, here we come to the end of the game. We've got the Thunder down by one and Danilo Gallinari off off a nice tip out by Terrence Ferguson, drives it right past Paul George and gets grabbed on the hand by the help defender throws it up gets a foul call doc rivers challenges it and here's where you're not really gonna like having me doing this recap because i know that there's probably a lot of listeners who are really mad about this reversal of this call now sorry the fact of the matter is that if the hand's on the ball the hand's part of the ball and yeah it's something that they might not be able to call live but when you slow it down and really watch it in slow motion I think it became pretty obvious that it was the hand, not the wrist, so they had to overturn it. He had a decent look for about a 20-footer, 
to win the game after that because uh, kind of in a fortunate turn of events after they overturned that non-foul against the Thunder, the Thunder got the ball back, which they may or may not have after he missed that shot. So it kind of honestly worked out in the Thunder's favor, and we ended up getting another look at it, but Gallo couldn't put it down. Like I've said about previous games, I think a perfect loss for the Thunder this season is one where we compete against a good team. And honestly, it helps me feel better about the game when there's like a questionable call at the end of the game where we're like, yeah, look, we lost to that team. But if that call had just gone the other way, like we were right in position to beat them. I don't think that's really the case in this game. I think that they got the right call. And honestly, I think that call took a lot of balls. Speaking of balls. Speaking of balls, <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Support for Topic Thunder comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, Alex, before we get into all the great things that Manscaped has to offer, I must say I was originally a client of uh, Manscaped before we even got the sponsorship. I ordered the, um, what what do they call it, the Lawnmower 2.0 for that nice clean cut of the mm-hmm. area with which you need trimming. And I also uh, purchased the package where you get uh, the crop the preserver. Yes, the, the package. package. See what I did there? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, the package. The perfect package 2.0, by the way, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to get trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. It comes with the lawnmower 2.0, as I already mentioned, the crop preserver, as I already mentioned, plus something that you may not realize is important but is insanely important that comes with this package is a, a nice... Uh, paper uh, matting for you so you don't get stuff flying everywhere in your bathroom or wherever you do your your duty. I I honestly did not even think about that until Mm -hmm. I got the package. I was like, that is a smart idea because then you can just clean it up. It's perfect. Unless you, you know, some people like to do it in the shower. Some people do it elsewhere. And by the way, the lawnmower 2.0 can be used in the shower. It is waterproof, so that is also a big plus. So a lot of great things uh, coming from Manscaped that I already know about, and boy, oh boy, let me tell you, it it works it works quite well. Alex, listen, untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. No more. They're going to be nice and trimmed, and it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And like we've already talked about, that is the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. <laughs> All right. So that was Matt Tierney and Alex Roy talking about our newest sponsor, Manscaped. Shout out Manscaped. Protect the family jewels. So let's get into talking about some of the things that happened, some of the players that played in this game. Now that we're through the TiVo, I'm going to start with a little bit of the bad. And unfortunately, I have to start with Steven Adams. Now... He just can't be right. I, I just cannot believe that that guy's healthy. But then the question becomes, why is he playing? You know, like, why take a week off. I know he's taken a couple games here, off here and there. I'd be surprised, honestly, if he plays tomorrow night, tonight. You're probably listening to this on the day of the Lakers game. Um, 
Yeah, you definitely are because it's late here, so it's definitely late there. And I'd be surprised if he plays in that game. Honestly, I think there's a pretty solid chance Chris Paul sits that game out too, just with the built-in excuse of I bang my knee on the court. And, you know, you get old, you bang those knees on the court, they tend to hurt. Uh, But back to Adams. Trez Harrell just kind of had his way with him at certain points, and I know a lot of it didn't come directly against him, but if you can't recover to a guy that fast, and there was one play in particular in the fourth quarter where Trez just went right around him and dunked it, and that was pretty embarrassing. Adams' minutes are down from 33 and 33 the last two seasons to 26 this year. But the thing is, if, if Harrell's going to be that much faster than you, you have to punish him on the boards, and he just didn't do it. He, he had 9 and 10, which is fine. That's a fine Steven Adams game, but Harrell came around with 28, 12, and 5 assists. He, he was the best player on the court for the Clippers, bar none, and that's kind of the thing Steven Adams has to be able to stop if he's going to live up to his value. Next up, Dennis Schroeder. Just kind of sick and tired of this guy. And in particular, sick and tired of him taking the most shots on the team or the second most. Like, this is just not what we need. We have a young point guard in SGA. We have Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari, who we need to build the value of. We have Steven Adams, who, if nothing else, is efficient on the block. And here we have Dennis Schroeder putting up 12 points on 17 shots with four turnovers. It's just not what you want to see. Up last for my unfortunates. And this is, I think, my most unfortunate, I hate to even put him in this category, is SGA. I feel like he was just kind of in his head about this game. Um, Maybe if not in his head, maybe it was just the foul trouble, because he was in foul trouble basically the entire game. Uh, Again, it was still really good to see him get that three-point attempt to end regulation. Uh, I want to see more of that. But he only had 11 points on 4 of 10 shooting. Jay Hickness was there for Daily Thunder as a reporter in Los Angeles, and he had a question out to Shea where he asked him if the foul trouble can disrupt your rhythm in some way, and Shea said, yeah, because you're not out there, which was a funny response by him, but I think it's not entirely truthful. I think it was pretty obvious that it disrupted his rhythm, so let's hope that's just a blip. It's also possible that being back in the hometown, he was he was pressing a little bit. Not the hometown, but his his previous town. That he was pressing a little bit, trying to put his stamp on the game, and uh, just got a little bit out of rhythm. So no big deal, just one game. Now on to a few positives. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, as I already mentioned, had that nice five point run by himself. That was pretty crucial in keeping the Thunder in the game there in the fourth. Um, he also played excellent defense on Paul George. I think I mentioned earlier that Paul George had 18 points on 7 of 14 shooting. He also had 7 turnovers. Ferg was just doing a really good job denying the ball, uh, and he's given up a lot of size to Paul George, so just being able to shut him down even a little bit. And PG didn't play that many minutes, but still 18 points, and three of them were on that pin-down screen that Ferg just really didn't have a chance on. So good job by Terrence Ferguson. My next positive, Danilo Gallinari. Now, look, his stats, nothing nothing impressive. 13 points on 3 of 13 shooting. Uh, he almost got the game-winning foul. He then took the game-winning 
shot attempt and came up a little short on it. But I think it was just really obvious how good he was. He hit that clutch three. This game is, you know, under the bright lights. um, And it's good to see our guys, particularly he and Chris Paul, shining out a little bit to up that trade value. So while we're talking about selling things, we're going to spend a minute and 15 seconds for a word from our sponsors. Are you a tackle football fan? Kick off your day with an episode of Colts Corner. A group of passionate Colts fans discuss the latest news around Indianapolis Colts football. You don't want to miss us. Follow us on Facebook, Colts Corner One, and on Twitter at Colts underscore Corner One and all major podcast platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. All right, and just one more little chunk from us. We're going to go to our player of the game. And that's going to be Chris Paul. Chris Paul was really good in this game, guys. Um, he, he was in charge the whole time. He played really good defense. Again, he got that huge steal on Paul George and drew the foul right at the end of the game that was just a crucial play. If, if things had turned out a little bit differently, it could have been a game-winning play. Um, he just makes winning basketball plays, and I hope that all these other teams out there are watching and seeing how useful he can still be to a basketball team when uh, he's giving maximum effort, which he's basically doing against big market teams, it seems like, <laughs> these days. <laughs> Again, he was great against Philadelphia. He was really good in this one against the Clippers. I think he's trying to get himself to a contender, and he knows where his bread's going to be buttered there. He ended up the game with 22 points on 5 of 10 shooting, got to the line a bunch, uh, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, and 4 steals, and 1 turnover, and only 1 stupid face. So congratulations to Chris Paul on your player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Did I win? <laughs> I get a bonus. That'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Maybe. Whatever. All right, guys, that's it for this recap. Uh, oh, a little housekeeping. The next recap, which is for the back to back game against the Lakers, we're not going to be doing until the next evening, it being a late game. And we want to get more people on that for you. Um, so we're going to do that one on Wednesday evening. So look forward to that. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and as always, Thunder Up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.